Okay, one here. Um, LTS, uh, no foundation LTS meeting, 2015, 07-20. Um, we don't have anything formally on the agenda except for um, looking at the LTS proposal again. Yeah, I think it, it, at this point, um, the conversation around that is pretty well stable. Um, I think we, uh, it's about time we just go ahead and put it forth as the plan with the caveat that, it, you know, it can change if need, if need arises. So we basically just take the proposed off, off of it and just say this is the LTS plan. Um, yeah, I think I agree. It's just there's just this release plan for stable releases that um, it, it does conflict with it a little bit. Right. If we're going to change that, uh, the only other thing with, with that too would be if we do want to adopt the naming scheme, um, we should include that detail in there as well. I can do that. So. Um, I haven't heard any. Um, anyone arguing against a um, having code names, which is interesting. Right. Um, so maybe we should just add that then. Everyone likes code names. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I think we're all agreed on moving from proposal to plan and adding code names in then. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, with the, with some of the rest of our time, um, I th let's use this group as a bit of a as a, a way to discuss this release plan stuff and try and move it forward, yeah. since. Trevor, we've got Trevor here. He's done up some work um, on his thoughts on the release plan, and we're not making much progress over there. So if 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 we can possibly come up with a, a a united idea around this, then we might be able to move that discussion forward over there. I don't know if we can here, but yeah, um, Trevor, do you want to do you want to lead us into your concerns about this, the release plan, and your suggestion for how to move forward? Yeah, sure. So, okay. So, one of my concerns with the next master working side by side, where we have it, or the way it's been laid out, is that bisecting issues will be difficult um, when you have one merging into the other and merging back fairly consistently, which has outlined will happen. Then the command get bisect is essentially useless um, because we won't be able to trace back what commit, um, like it doesn't know which branch to jump off of when it's trying to bisect the issue, right? And it's also a lot more difficult to determine whether an issue occurred because of unforeseen consequences inter of interaction between changes on both. So it might not crash on one, it might not crash on the other, but then 
once you bring them together in one of these many merges, suddenly they're acting up. Another issue I have is the way that we plan on merging in pull requests. Uh, there's been discussed about needing to create one for both master and next, but because of how next moves and how it's updated, and also with the turnaround time the whole, um, of pull requests, it's very possible that like somebody, um, somebody creates a PR for master and then creates one for next, and then in the process, next gets updated, so the pull request breaks for next, right? Then we ask, well, do we merge both or one? How does that work, right? Also, there's been discussion about the you know how automation can help with any issues around this. Unfortunately, I've never found I've never found any automation good enough to properly resolve merge if issues because it might even just saying that it runs isn't good enough. Just saying that it compiles isn't good enough. Sometimes there are minor changes that need to be made that lie outside of the conflicts themselves. Also, th there's more cognitive overhead trying to reason about when things get merged back and forth. Since next would be on a six-week schedule, the master would be on a like a six-month schedule. Those two could overlap improperly, so that right as you're about to release one, uh, a V8 merge might have just happened. So you, like we would have to go back and lay down guidelines, like how long must V8 have been in the next branch for us to merge that back up in the master for the next release, right? Uh, it's a bit more complicated that way. And yeah, I, I, don't know, I, I think it will make it too difficult for everyone involved to do all this cross-merging and then like the LTS work needing to then be branched off of master from the last commit. Sorry, from the last um, from the last tag. But what's weird is is by having all of the work on the same branch, it would be possible that you would get the last tag and then several commits and then the next major tag. So then those few commits, would, like you'd have to go back and say, okay, here's this one last patch commit just before we're cutting. Is that basically what would have to happen? Sorry, patch tag. Could you restate that last bit? I'm not sure I understand. Okay, so instead of so as as we're doing releases on a major, right? The major's on the master branch. We're doing releases for it, and then first was there discussion about having regular regular releases on? the stable major? Won't the stable major, like, just 
have releases for like patches and miners like we already have, like weekly yeah. basically. Okay, so, okay. I don't know why we'd stop doing that. Yeah, I was just wondering if there would be if they'd be well, I don't know why some stuff is happening anyway, so and from that like that conversation has become so long I can't scroll to the bottom of it with my phone. I think that the two things we're trying to balance here are that we want to have regular releases like we're doing now um, with IOGS. You know, just have a regular cadence of releases of stable. Uh, just coming out, we're, we're bumping patch and we're bumping minor. Um, but adjacent to that, we have V8 coming out regularly and upgrading, and we need to um, we need to stay on top of that. Not necessarily releasing it, but we need to stay on top of it. So we can't just be... Um, saying every six months, okay, there's a new, we should go and grab a new V8 and see what's happened and find all of the breakages. Um, the, there's an attempt to try and have regular canary slash next slash whatever releases with newer V8s. So they're the, they're the two tricky problems we're trying to balance here. So we need to have two parallel, at least two parallel release um, branches going on in Git. And we've got work going on in both. Is there going to be more than V8 in that other stream in terms of differences? Breaking changes, I think. That's what we've done so far with IOGS is put all the breaking changes in there. I think we can also um, we can also consider using it for upgrading other dependencies that we might think we might consider to be close to breaking changes, or just you know we want to be cautious about. It just we, we need to have a channel where we can be um, fairly liberal in our uh, application of what is um, major. So we can say we can err on the side of saying this is a this is a this is potentially breaking change. The HTTP parser would be an excellent example. So we want it though to be everything that's in master plus a, some some set of patches, right? Yeah. Like I'm just wondering if there's any way we could. You know, instead of having something that we try and merge, like maintain a set of patches which we then apply and master, so that we wouldn't have to pull everything going into two different branches. Well, either either you merge or you cherry pick. Those are kind of your two options. Or we re rebase. Oh no, for no. no. <laughs> Why not? Just because of the difficulty in, in resolving rebase? Yes. <laughs> like, going off your standard repository, anything after four, maybe five commits, and if they're not all directly related to each other. Like, people can do that with their own pull requests, even if, even if they have many, because they're all directly related to each other. And so one change lays directly on top of a previous one. When you have several distinct changes and you're trying to rebase all of those, it becomes very difficult to make sure that you rebase it properly. And it's destructive. So um, once you've rebased and then force pushed up to the server, you've lost history. But but like for V8, like wouldn't those be fairly isolated? Like mean rebasing next on V8? Well, yeah, or, or you know, so if, say master was the main line, but then when we wanted a new V8 
in Canary, we would rebase. I don't know. Like try and keep Canary always in line with Master, but it just has a different V8 level in it. Well, I mean, the the development branch next is the development branch. All breaking changes that must land in the next major land in next. So I have, I have a couple thoughts. Um, another another point about the way we were doing things or maybe planning to do things is to have uh, the primary, like most of the like bug fix and if not like all of like the bug fix and you know just like features that don't necessarily break anything that we can just bump miners for land into the branch that people are uh, most actively using. Hopefully, like the current stable, um, and. With that, uh, Trevor, on your bottom, like your bottom diagram, I think it might be a little bit simplified because, um, like, where would where would we land, like a, a miner or a patch, and how would that get into the other branches? I know that so like, joint the... joint does like, uh, sorry, like joint slash node does like regular merges from like zero point ten to zero point twelve, or did. Mm. All right, so first off, the um, all the majors like on the stable releases, and this goes for it, like any way we're doing it, no two stable releases overlap in terms of what's being supported. And so the only way patches have to land are release to master or master to release. Actually, Hold on. Um, in the previous example, you had to go from next to master because you had to merge in all the changes from next into master for your next release, for your next major release. Since master is your main development, you have to cut a new branch, and that becomes your new stable. And you won't be merging, you won't be um, landing anything from master to your release branch because it will be breaking. The only way patches have to go are from a release branch down to master. And ideally, all of those will happen with cherry picks as they come in through pull requests. And once, once a given release major has hit end of life in terms of stable, the tag is just handed to LTS, and LTS can take over that that um, major branch. So, are you saying that the majority of like regular feature development would be done in master that isn't breaking, or would you do it on the release line and then try to cherry pick all of it? Because that's still like a lot of work either way. Mm -hmm. The all breaking changes will happen on master, and then all stable and patch or goes in release. Now, you're correct. Go, um, you're correct that bringing anything from release to master is going to be a pain. It'll be, this, it'll be the same pain in either one. The, what we gain here is that we don't get that merge back up. So if you look at the first diagram, you'll see that next has to be merged back into master at set intervals. And that drastically complicates the history. 
And it also makes it more complicated because if you've spent the time to cherry pick anything from master to next, then you'll have duplicate entries in your um, tree, your commit tree, for where the change was introduced. By keeping and it also, linear. Could you also cherry pick from next? Is that like a thing that's possible, or what's the complication with that then? You'd have six months worth of cherry picks. So if you could write a script or somebody seriously wanted to spend the time, they could, but it would be a very big effort. We'll just, get, we'll just get Trevor to do it. He's good with this. Um, <laughs> the other proposal was to have um, uh, master become the new, sorry, next become the new master at that point, but effectively that's turning it into what you're suggesting, which is just having everything done on master. Well, no, the, the issue with that, see, what they're proposing is changing where the branch points. Okay? So in, the, in your .git folder, there is a file with, named master, and in master, it shows the head commit to which it yeah. points. They want to change where that points to the last commit in next. The problem is that that is a destructive push, and it's a destructive forceful push. So then anybody who pulls, are, their repository is going to explode. Any pull yeah. request that exists will now no longer apply in any way. <laughs> But but in, in disregarding those, the, the process would effectively leave us with having just this, like just as if we did it on master. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's like, not that much different to what you're proposing. Like, having on exactly. It, um, that's basically exactly what I'm proposing, except they'd be forcefully changing where master points instead of just cutting release branches. So that means every time we land a commit, we also cherry pick it right away into master or attempt to. That would be the ideal scenario, but it would, it, because we have that trouble now, Jeremiah, with the, the RC builds for three point zero. Like the, we, I'm calling them RC, but that's kind of absurd because they they don't contain so much of the stuff that's in master. We've only cherry picked across essential stuff, and that's that's ridiculous. So it, it'd be great if they if they were almost matching in terms of having the latest stuff. Yeah, well, what we would need to do, and this again would happen in either one, we would need to designate and say you either always merge or you always cherry pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it could be, I think sometimes it's like you always have to commit to master and then you cherry pick across to the release you want to go into. Yeah, because I mean it's also possible that a patch lands in LTS, and that patch needs to land in release and in master, right? So then a yeah. cherry pick is an in inevitable. And, and likewise, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you land something in, you know, the, say the 4.0 branch, it might have to go to master and the LTS branch. So it, it seems that maybe the best way to land patches is into master and then pull them across. Yeah, you basically say you have to get it into the latest, and then you pull it to the, through the other things to the oldest that you want to go. Yeah, I mean, if necessary, we could even create a tag uh, or a label in GitHub for PRs. Let's say, like, still has to land over here, like, like a release patch, and you have like a land on master label. That until yeah. at least that way you can create a list of like, okay, here's everything that hasn't been cherry picked. 
and we could actually create tooling around that to check that it has been landed. Yeah, and and landing it first in master is kind of like you know you land it where breakage is least impact. Once it soaks there a little bit, then you you know move it to the next, which might be release, and then finally once you're comfortable, you get it into the LTS form. You know, you might have to shortcut that sometimes, but that probably generally makes sense. I feel like that would historically that would work the best with any JavaScript changes, but any of the C++ code, um, that's that's just one really painful issue because, I mean, say, for example, the buffer changes that I had to redo, um, those definitely didn't apply cleanly, and then Ben had to redo it again after we landed 4.4, right after 4.3, and, yeah, I... There are some changes that we just have to be aware of. There are some changes that either do not apply or apply, but in a totally different way. Yeah, the closer you get to V8, I guess, the harder, the more likely that'll be. Yeah, exactly. Like right at right at the very end of that six month period before another release branch is cut, um, keeping the changes clean across the two will be more difficult. The other thing this gives us is that um, it, 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 if, we, if we're targeting master as the, the place to put stuff in, we have, we're effectively releasing canary builds off master, and it's got everything. It's got the latest of everything. Yeah. It, it makes them a bit more likely to be used and tested by people who want you know, the new stuff. Because right now, we can say, oh, try the RC builds for that. But then, oh, by the way, it doesn't have the OpenSSL fixes, and it doesn't have these bug fixes and these performance fixes because we haven't got around to cherry-picking them or whatever. Now, one thing in my first diagram, I tried to lay out everything, and that includes having the six-week next releases where a next branch would be cut, and then it would stay stable for six weeks, and then it would break again. Uh, I think Dominic was the one that had that proposal. My like that specific one just seriously overcomplicates, in my opinion, how merging is supposed to happen across all of these. Now, if you remove that next dash R in the first diagram, it's simplified. But yeah, you still have all the cross merge issues and the fact that all of your major releases are actually happening on the master branch instead of being brought brought off into their own separate um, release branches. So how would we version like the sort of like RC or beta releases from master in the case that master is like the development breaking branch? I am open to ideas. We have anything from your nightly to... We know that only V8 will be upgrading. Okay, sorry, I should back up. First off, I think everybody's agreed that on Master, the only thing that people should be attempting to use it for is the JavaScript. Yeah. Um, So from the JavaScript side, V8 we don't have to worry about. JavaScript isn't going to break because of V8. It will only add features. So yeah. then that, that leaves only changes that we bring in through Node. Um, 
And I don't know if we want to do that on regular releases or intermittent releases. I'm not quite sure. I am very open for discussion. I mean, personally, I think I'm fine with just having, like, if we release every, you know, it doesn't even need to be six weeks, every X amount of weeks from it, and just have, like, this is three dash beta, you know, whichever number of release it is that's guaranteed to be breaking dot zero dot zero, or, you know, probably breaking, whatever. I don't really have too much of a problem with that. It's the one that's, like, NPM and everything that uses, like, release fields. Or sorry, like versions of Node to like actually tell when stuff is breaking doesn't break when we actually do a 3.0. But the problem with the, see, npm. Well, Rod, maybe npm will do this, but right now npm has to download a bunch of files from your specific build, and so if you're not using a release, like an actual release, NPM yeah, but that's only for C++, isn't it? For Node Git. When we're fixing that, we, that will be fixed shortly. Whereby it can still okay. download. Right, but forgetting that, like, release. I'm just saying, so that something can actually like depend on, you know, something that's three points dash beta dash one point zero zero or higher, and that still work, you know, with three point and everything else that comes after it. As long as we version it in some way that isn't like, oh, this is you know version 34, but stable actually, it, you know, it would work on version 3.0. Mm -hmm. Have to look at it. I remember they do something specific for, like the after the patch, a dash, and then they do something specific with that final value. So yeah, so this is um, a problem I've been having, um, which is that if you're using a pre-release tag. Um, NPM, because of the new, the way that Node Semver has been changed since version 3, it was version 3 and 4, um, pre-release tags have been basically pushed down in their priority to be, you know, almost meaningless uh, or, or just, you know, signify non-releases. So if you have the engines tag in your package JSON um, set to, you know, any range that doesn't specify pre-releases, then, so the most common is greater than or equal to 0 0.8 or engines tag, and you try and install on a pre-release build with a pre-release tag, you'll get um, either an error or a warning. Um, when I was running this last with the 3.0 RC build, I was actually getting errors and I couldn't install a couple of modules with that build, and I had to go back to non-standard non, uh, so releases to get that even to install and then switch to a pre-release tag. That's uh, the problem we have there. Um, it's an NPM problem, but you know, it means we have to try but that's, and convince them to change anything. But that's specifically for installing modules with that pre-release tag, not not installing existing stable modules with an unstable pre-release tag master node release, right? Well, both of them need to work, right? Both ways need to work. You need to be able to have a module that has, like, um, you know, a stable tag specified to be able to work on an unstable tag and one that has an unstable tag to work on you know, stable Look, tags. See, one issue with, as far as, Rod, you can correct me again, but one issue with NPM is that your latest version of your latest, of your latest publish is going to be what everybody gets. Yep. So you can't be publishing. Specify it. 
Exactly. So you can't just be publishing pre-release beta software into your NPM unless you want everybody to be getting that. Well, you can tag it separately so that you, so that you can't. So you can actually say tag. Yeah, but tags, tags are pretty obscure. But some the thing is that though is that someone's going to make you know something that depends on something that we only have in like a beta version, and then still going to want that to work on the stable versions. You know anything past that point. So you're saying, Jeremiah, you want them to have a way to be able to detect the version number in their software software to make it work across versions. What's what's your problem? No, I'm just saying that we it, whatever releases we do from that just need to be versioned in the ways so that like they work with you know some sort of December thing still in a logical sense that. Well, you know, when generators first landed in 0 0.11 point something, you know, you can specify that version and 0 0.12 still fits in that versioning scheme and works-ish. We, we do have the... We, Pre-release tags are supposed to work like that. Like, we, we yeah. currently should be able to land things into, into 3.0 right. and they're coming out with pre-release tags with a nightly, next night, sorry, next nightly or RC and they're supposed to indicate it's just before that version, but it is after all of the other versions. So you should be able to use it like that, but... Um, yeah, it's not that straightforward with the way that Node-Simver does pre-release tags now. Also, Rod, one thing that might be advantage, advantageous to you is that cutting the release branches, I believe, makes it easier for... Jenkins to handle, because if you have everything on the master branch, then you say, like, oh, well, I guess it's on master. And then it's like, well, okay, well, we have to cut a branch on master in order to do the build. And it's like, well, then you basically just cut a release branch. Unless, it, in Jenkins, can you just point it to a, an individual commit and be like, yeah. build at this point? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily changes that because we've made it flexible enough. Um, okay, so the other, the other concern that we need to take into account here is um, how um, how understandable the plan is. And, and that's, I guess, one of the flaws in the current plans hovering on, on that that thread and previous threads, which is um, when we when people come with things to contribute, they have to figure out where it goes, um, and then they, we have to present them with this thing to say, oh, well, it go, you know, we've got this next thing happening, and then we've got master, and then they do this flip-flop thing. Um, it's, it's not so straightforward for newcomers to look at and say, okay, I I'm, I'm sort of understand that. Um, I think one of the benefits in what you're presenting, Trevor, is that it's, it's more classic. Um, you know, we put master is where we put new stuff, and then we pull stuff across to what we've got in the releases. Um, that I, that's one benefit I see, I think. No, I... This is a very common and proven way to handle it. E even V8 does this. V8 has their bleeding edge, which is basically their master, and then as soon as the six-week period is over, they cut it, create a release branch from it, and then move on to the next um, set of bleeding edge. 
so yeah, like it, this is the most common way of managing releases for larger software projects that I've ever seen. So, um, how do we manage V8 upgrades? Do uh, do we just pull them in to master every time they come out, even though we're not releasing off them until? Okay. So, short answer is yes, because master like we only guarantee. Well, the only thing we advocate master be used for is JavaScript, nothing native module based. So we can pull them in every six weeks, and that wouldn't be an issue. But one thing that we need to discuss with I mean, everybody seems to have forgotten this slight fact, and that is you have bleeding edge, which is development in V8, and then you have beta, and then you have stable, right? So recently. 4.5 landed in Next, but... Um, no, it went into Next plus one. Oh, that's it. My bad. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're doing that kind of crap, right? Like, uh, anyway, so we need to determine how we're going to handle... Like, we only want a stable within a release branch, but the problem is that if we cut... I mean, if we land the unstable in master, and then we're getting ready for the six week, that means the stable branch we're going to cut will be from um, more than six weeks ago because we will have to take the stable V8 and not the current um, unstable V8. But the issue there is that you will, excuse me, the issue there is that changes will have landed um, that could have made it into the release that you'd have to work around for not for not wanting the V8 change. So we some rules would have to be set up to determine what V8 we land and when, and whether you just want to say only only unstable, like no development, and only beta will land in the master branch, and then by the time a release branch comes around, we know it will be stable. That makes sense. Mm. I yeah, I, I guess so. I, one of the sorry. Uh, no, it's the whole thing. It just becomes too confusing. Um, we, we're sort of asking for extra pain by doing this six monthly thing, or you know, it was it was originally proposed to be every twelve months that we only upgrade in our stable releases. We upgrade V eight. Um, we're asking for more trouble with that in terms of our branching strategy. I just wonder whether we can justify pulling that back even further from six months. How do you mean? Justify what? Pulling what back from six months? Uh, the, the, well, currently, the way we've pushed it onto that release plan from LTS is that um, stable releases from Node, not LTS, um, contain a version of V8 that is up to six months old. So the version on the current release, stable release branch, is, you know, currently that would be master, is it contains a V8 um, that is different to the next branch or the <coughs> branch or whatever um, by up to whatever six months times V8's release schedule is. That's the current plan. I thought um, only the LTS would be behind by like that far. I thought the mo the most that um, a stable would be behind would be like 
six weeks if it happened to overlap really badly. No, no. master six six months. We if we did the merge twice per year, um, that V8 would not update on master. Um, yeah, if you rewind to the big at the top of that current issue, you'll see that it's about um, uh, managing stability. Um, Michael's concern coming into that was about um, stability of node, and if we are releasing a new V8 every six weeks, then we're presenting potentially a very unstable environment to people, particularly with having to recompile native add-ons and um, adapt to major breaking changes in the C++ API there and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's just very painful. So the original proposal was to only upgrade V8 in stable releases every 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, gets us back into a, a situation that's very similar to Node 010. I, I personally... I personally don't... In terms of seeing it as a bad thing, that near the end of a release, you're going to be six months behind of the latest V8, I, I think I've just... I've come to terms with that because it is the less worse of the alternatives. I agree with Michael that breaking native add-ons that often would be bad. I mean, how long have we been working on this V3 release? Oh, man. That's another story. Yeah. Right? And, like, so, so expecting us to be able to keep up with V8 that fast, I think is asking too much, especially, I mean... As you look forward at their at their development schedule, I don't see it um, improving enough to consider that type of plan in the near medium future. So yeah, it's I, I feel like six months was a good compromise. It is it does kind of suck that they'll be six months behind in new JavaScript features, but the native add-on community is just too big and. It's too difficult to even keep NAN up to date with all the VA changes. I mean, Rod, yourself, like I, I responded to that issue of yours um, about Node Canvas, and unfortunately, you're going to get functionality change. Like, there's nothing that can be done about that. Um, yeah, well, the problem we have with, with V8 is um, while they might be able to give their users new stuff every six weeks without breaking old stuff, because we extend from the C++ side and we have a heavy usage of that on the ecosystem. And I'm not, I, I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't do. I think having compiled add-ons is actually a good thing for Node. Um, but it, it means that we can't embrace that six-week cycle because we're not we're not the same kind of platform as a as a browser. No matter what they say, their C++ API is not stable. Really <laughs> not stable. I, I think they mean stable as in it won't abort when you use it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so how do we move this forward then? Um, is there any... Would there be any disagreement to just taking Trevor's stuff and trying to push that forward? Um, or is, is, is anyone here attached to the current plans with the current proposals around Master and Next? For my part, I just want to make push this forward. I'm concerned that 
um, we are stalling on this and it's going to impact on getting Converge out because we can't resolve this. So I made a comment on this GIST to sort of help clarify what we've talked about where patches will land and stuff, if that makes any sense. Mm, yeah, I see it. There might be two there, but my browser's not working properly. How does this affect semantic versioning? Like, if I see the picture, okay, maybe that's what you're trying to draw. Well, that's what I was trying to ask earlier, and I think it should work if I understand everything correctly. As long as, like, NPM deals with, you know, pre-release tags properly. Yeah, I mean, that should continue to work. The As soon as master cuts a release branch, then basically the next commit in master will be upgrading major. Yeah. Right, but that's assume I said I get that forces that every release has assumes has breaking changes, right? Every release from like every beta pre-release from the master branch could have breaking changes in it. Um, and then every major will have breaking changes, yeah. And and, and the the thing we've agreed before, Michael, I don't know if uh, you were on that discussion, which is a little bit yeah. old now, but um, given that we can basically guarantee that um, when we upgrade V8, we're going to have to force people to recompile their native add-ons, that, that brought us to a point of saying that any upgrade of V8 should be a major version bump. So that's okay. why it's just assumed here that if we are upgrading V8, then we get this bump. Yeah, okay. Okay, got it. And historically, there have been, you know, enough breaking. Not there's not so too many breaking changes being suggested to like IOGS, but there's like enough that it'll probably keep sort of, you know, even if it's just minor things, would be there'd be breaking things anyways, or like potentially, you know, if someone did something really weird. The nice thing about the major version bump is that. Um, <laughs> um, it it it, provi it provides a um, there's like there's like a, a social thing around upgrading to that um, so it's not like um, oh I did a you know I upgraded to the latest minor version or the patch version and all of my native add-ons had to be recompiled you get that state of stability of saying I can upgrade within a major and know that the ABI is stable and my my current compiled stuff is just going to work. Right now, that's so, in, in master though that there'll be breaking changes without a version change, or how is that going to work? I think the suggestion here from Jeremiah is, is just simply to use the do it within the pre-release tag. So I I I, I guess that, that there's an open question there about if we are upgrading V8 because we will even if we decide we don't want to have V8 upgrading as regularly as six weeks, we're going to have pull requests and issues constantly about when, when can I get the latest V8. Um, so if we're upgrading, if we are upgrading V8 every six weeks in master, are we indicating that with a version number, a bump of some kind, on the on those um, canary releases, or does it just is it just buyer beware? Because we could do something like actually bump major every six weeks on master and then that impacts everything else. No. Right, you just get bigger numbers between each of the releases. No, that, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got a problem with this, don't you? I have a huge problem with this on so many levels. 
Um, okay, so saying every six weeks is just incorrect because that means like if any breaking change happens, even if a PR is contributed that is a breaking change, you need to bump the major. And so you have some random larger integer that your releases will be incremented by between release tags. Because if, if, if releases are coming off master, then every time we introduce a breaking change. Yes. Yeah. So we can't just we can't just batch them up like we are currently doing. No. So there's 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 two other factors here which which we need to think about. Um, and they're hard to predict, which is the the cultural change that will happen around having stable master and LTS, particularly LTS. So uh, I suspect, given what's happened with around 010, 012, and then the introduction of IOGS and watching how people have responded to that, I suspect we're going to have very heavy usage of LTS releases um, very broadly across the community. Um, and there's going to be a lot of conservatism about um, module authors wanting to adapt to new release, new release builds. So, for example, um, the... Uh, when when we went about and when we first introduced NAN, and that was in, in the middle of zero eleven, um, a few of us went around adding, um, doing pull requests across native add-ons to um, to add it in just to make it work, and the response from a, a small portion of those native add-on authors was, um, okay, cool, but I'm not going to do anything until we we get a zero twelve. Um, my my stuff is just not going to work until zero twelve because I only track stable. Um, I suspect we might get a bit of that. We will get a bit of that with this whole master and release thing. People are just going to say, "No, I'm, look, I'm not upgrading anything until we get a release out of this." But a lot of people are also going to say, "No, I'm not going to change anything until there's a new LTS," um, so because they're because they're tracking LTS themselves and that's what they use and that's what they care about. Um, so the the there is going to be an increased conservatism around adapting because we, because they have these LTS builds, um, but there's also going to be increased pressure by people who are, you know, lapping up the V8 changes that are coming in through master and the, the stable releases. Um, that's I, I don't know if we can uh, do anything about that, but we do need to consider uh, how that plays out. It it's yeah, you're right. You do have to consider the fact. Yeah, the I feel like the percentage of the community that uses LTS will be much larger, but the percent, but the number of people that want the latest and greatest, I feel like, are much louder. That makes sense. Yeah, that's accurate. Like. So one thing I I didn't put in, but in order to help. Um, migration to a new version, especially considering native add-ons. Um, well, uh, you cut like six weeks or so, like since V8 won't line up perfectly with our schedule releases, but say we, around six weeks before the release, you cut the next major off of the, the beta of V8. And then you say, okay, everybody, here is what will be the next release. You have six weeks to test your modules against it and get everything straightened out. So when we do our 
0.0 release, your stuff already works. Does that make sense? Um, I'm not really following that one very well. Okay, so instead of cutting the release branch, like the day it's supposed to be built and, and published to everyone, you cut it early and basically dedicate it to being that the future major of, of that release. And that will have the upgraded V8 version from the master branch. Then from that branch, you can say, you can tell the community to go ahead and test their stuff against that branch and make sure it works because that branch will be the next major. Basically, there will be an overlap in maintenance between like five and then six where you just give this like few week window where you still maintain five and then six is stable but it's updated so that everybody can test their stuff and get it straightened out and then it will have its official release and five will be end of life. Right. Yeah, no, that, that gives us a bit more flexibility instead of having to time everything perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Because inevitably, it's like, I feel like the majority of bug reports happen right after you do a release, not in the months of testing beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the more... I do feel that the, the more uh, predictable and stable we can get canary-style releases out, the more we'll get testing because we don't have any. We really don't have any testing on nightlies, even though we're making it easy. Because there's there's reasons that they're not really usable. Um, but the more we can get people using um, master builds of some kind, and then even make it smooth to you know adopt pre-releases of new majors, the more testing we can get on them. So we need to have predictability and um, good communication, and um, make just make stuff work like no jip. Which hopefully they'll be solved soon. That you know, no jib will just work on all of these. Yes. So, Jeremiah, how do you, what do you, what do you think about this this current plan that um, Trevor's outlining? You mean the one basically in the guest that I commented to, yeah. or yeah. do you mean the delay of V eight? Thing that we just discussed. I'm gonna update my my gist to include that. I forgot to I forgot to add it in the notes. Basically, the difference between um, if we take this this version and say back to you know the discussion on the IJS repo. So this is how we'd like it to be handled. That's what I'm wondering here. Can we do yeah. that as a group? Can we say, here's, here's, look, just scrap all that stuff. Let's start again. Here's how we'd like to handle it because it's just it's a bit more straightforward. Can we do that as a group? Um, I think so. Yeah, I mean, to me, the thing that really matters is that, like, we can get, you know, minor features and the majority of patches on, the, like, the current stable. Um, and, if we're, if we're going to do that, though... Um, Let's just open up a new issue. Go ahead, Trevor. I was going to say that's like anything that is changes that are minor or patch should um, 
in my opinion, should be happening on the latest release tag. The, the, the main reason, the, the main argument of why all development should happen on master is because of how GitHub works, which makes me sad that we would change our entire development model based on GitHub UI. Because you submit a patch, and you tie that patch to a branch, and then you can't change it. And so if you change the branch, you have to basically resubmit the PR. That's right. why they wanted everything to stay on master, so that patches would flow seamlessly from one major to another. But what we can do is we can set the default current branch, and we can just keep updating it for each major. Yes, that we can do, definitely. So, And that's what PRs will target by default, I think, because we didn't have any problem with 1.x, so... Is there any problem with that then, or? I, no. the The issue is the migration of PRs, like PRs that don't land in like three, <sighs> and then four is released. Suddenly, like you can't go into your PR and be like, never, never mind. Focus this in the four branch, and so it won't tell you about any conflicts, and it won't properly diff it for you. Um, well, that's let's complain to GitHub support. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm thinking that just just. Master still is this the place where things should go, and then we pull them into, we pull them into three and LTS, and we pull them into the ones that are active where we need to. But, but by default, okay. stuff just goes into master. So yeah, yeah they did get mixed up there, right? So we want to land everything in master then, but then like immediately backport it to whichever versions we want it to be in. Yeah. So that everyone's non-breaking stuff will still land as much as possible in the current. Yeah, you That's want people to be able to try them in the releases, you have to back for it. So, James and Michael, do you have any um, thoughts on this before we go forward and try pushing this? Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with everything lands in master and then back for it to the other releases as appropriate. So. Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's cleaner. Um, yeah. I, I have no... You know, I'm not going to lay down on the road on any particular approach as long as we're moving forward. I mean, compared to what you said earlier. Yeah, I'm the same. So I, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not a big Git nerd here. I, I'm like I can see the problems here. I just want to move forward. So I think it's also like you said before. It's easier to communicate, right? Like it's like land your patch is always here. If there's a reason it needs to be an LTS or in, in a particular release, then also backwards as opposed to the other ones does does seem harder to explain what's going on. So I like it from that angle as well. Okay, so the plan then I'll suggest is that uh, I'll work with Trevor to come up with a new issue to try and supplant that uh, the the current discussion on IOJS about release scheduling, and we'll try and address all of the concerns in the uh, original post for that and uh, see how we go. And then we'll get that into the TC, TSC uh, agenda this week. Well, I think it ends up, a, I mean, are there any concerns we don't think it addresses? Because looking at it, it looks like it should. They're just different branches being used for different places, different things. Oh, mate, there will be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that, that I can understand, but... Uh... 
it's it's a, I don't know this there there's this weird thing about these discussions where where people have these models in their head and uh, and it's just so complex that it's very difficult to deconstruct that model and reconstruct it with someone else's suggestion. Yeah. So yep. you've got like you've got like five or more people fighting for their particular model and not really bending. That's the problem we've got. So we either need to enforce it or try and get people to rethink. Yeah. It, it, you talk about complex models. It took me at least half an hour to figure out how to even put together that top diagram. <laughs> Gosh. No, no, seriously, like, because like oh, oh, yeah. here everything lines up properly, but in reality it doesn't because it's a six-week offset. Um, but there's no way to do that, right? Yeah, it took me at least half an hour just to figure out the general model of how all this merging was going to happen. Yeah, I think one of the problems is that you've with your your diagram of the current proposal is that it's a bit of a straw man in that if we present that and say this is how the proposal has worked, we'll have a lot of bike shedding around. No, that's not how it was supposed to work, and it was you know you're you know you're mischaracterizing it, making it look more complex than it should be, and we'll, that'll just be an argument in itself. So we'll no, I, I understand that. I, I gave it an honest effort to simplify it. I I, I deleted a lot of lines. From when I first created it to like try and get around that as much as possible, but you're right, there will be a lot of artist rendition of simplification of the current discussed release. <laughs> <laughs> Done, <laughs> not to scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to scale. <laughs> um, okay, let's try and do this then. Let's let's try and make make this happen because we we're running out of time here. Yep. Um, so before we wrap up, um, the state, current status of 3.0 and NAN is um, uh, I'm feeling more confident that, that we can get a NAN release out soon. It's simply documentation now. I've managed to get stuff compiling, except for what Trevor mentioned about Node Canvas, that that's a V8 API breakage thing that is difficult to deal with. Um, so I've been digging into documentation for the past uh, few days, trying to make that happen. A lot of it is done. Um, once that's something in NAN release out, then we can get a 3.0 release out and, um, and and sort of have that out in the wild before we go for 4.0 for the converged stuff. That's the plan still, but we're running short on time. Okay. Okay. Um, I just realized I'm running late for another call, so I need to run. Okay. Let's wrap right. it up. Later. Okay. Talk to you guys later. later. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye.